Hi everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. It's show number 330, would you believe? Um, I'm here today with my wonderful co-host, Claire Marie Bailey. Uh, it's so nice to uh, to get to chat to you again, Claire. It is, Rachel. It's always nice to be here and chat to you um, about what we've been up to and what we've got in store. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been, again, waiting to go. You know, last time we spoke, I was planning my next photography projects and there's one I want to shoot by the end of the year which I will do and then my ones for next year and we've been having like a spell of you know we, we talked about what we can do with the <laughs> with the with the grey skies and everything but I've been having a lot of the sleet and um bits of <laughs> bits of sleety slow sleety snow um so I've not been able to get out but it's made me think Rachel and as the countdown is coming for Christmas as well about getting prints, getting prints ready, and to um, for hand colouring. Oh, over, how lovely! Over, yeah, over Christmas because I actually think it's really therapeutic, um, and it's a nice thing to do. So, so that's what I'm kind of getting organised to do. Oh, um, I, I thought do you if do... you can't go out, you, yeah. you know, it's it's actually really nice if you've got some prints you want to work on, um, and to and to hand colour as well. And I'm setting up a new workspace as well for me in my house so that's all quite nice getting like a new desk and, and so on so that will keep me keep me yeah, busy that sounds amazing and uh you're right absolutely you know this might not be the time of year when we're necessarily out every day shooting um due to the weather and things in the uk but it's perfect time for flipping that round and going well now i've got this lovely archive of of films from over the year yeah. Uh, let's get into the dark room and print them or let's you know send them off and get some scans done and uh, yeah. you know let them mount mount them up you know frame them up um like yourself you know do some hand coloring which is fantastic is it something you've done quite a lot of in the past Claire or is this like a first no I've done some I have done some I, I wouldn't say that I was particularly brilliant at it I mean I've said before I think um for me I, I, I love Ellen Rogers anyway as a photographer. I think her work is is incredible. Um, and it's very, you know, you see see one of her pictures and I, I you know it's an Ellen Rogers and then her her hand printing, her sorry, hand, hand colouring, sorry, is um the gold standard, if you yeah. like. That's that, you know, something yeah. inspired to, but you know, but it's just something I actually really enjoy, even mm. doing little bits you know um but then I quite like enjoy like I said before if I'm thinking about my shoots and doing all that planning I quite like just sitting there maybe with some music on and and, and just doing that side of things if it is literally sleeting or snowing outside and you you yeah. can't really get out with it with the cameras yeah have you done any Rachel uh I, do you know I haven't Sorry. really had a chance mm. yet uh, it's it's been on my list the very very long yeah. never-ending list of course uh but it's something that I find really fascinating and, and that, as you mentioned, you know, there's some really excellent photographers and or yeah. out there. Um, it's definitely, definitely something that calls to you for the, like the winter months and things. What kind of papers um, do you tend to print on to then hand colour? A lot of matte papers because um, yeah. just like matte, matty papers. Like the uh, fibre based. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, okay. um any, any glossy kind of papers it's just oh, there's, there's the, just puddle yeah um, yeah so I thought that it's a nice thing to do so I thought I just thought some of, oh I might do some of that over Christmas because it's you know um as well as hoping to get out to to complete my shoot as well but it's a nice thing to do um and on top of that as well um I'm hoping to see 
I'm hoping uh, the film Tish, you know, about yeah. the photographer. Um, Tish Merthyr. Tish Merthyr, yeah. Um, is out, isn't it? The documentary about her work, which is a fantastic. And um, I think has a daughter produced it. And I think it is, the work is stunning. And I thought it is, what has she done captured like the working class life around Newcastle, hasn't she? Which, and it's made me think of, you know, I watched a bit of um, a snippet of an interview with her daughter who said, you know, how hard it was for her. It is true when you come from, if you come from a working class background, it's very hard to break through most things. Mm -hmm. and she was so talented, yet she could not make her, she couldn't survive. She couldn't make a paid career to survive um, on through her photography, which is really sad. But, um, along, along those, um, just whilst it's in my head, along those thoughts, there's the um, working class testimonials on Instagram through the Royal College of Arts. So okay. that, that might be an interesting one for people to look at because yeah. um, I, fa I found it very uh, personally, very touching and very relatable. A lot of the stuff yeah. that they post on there. So yeah. just about these potential like these assumptions that there are that you know you can just go to exhibitions and you can just go to galleries and you can, it's like all of this costs money all yeah. of all of those experience you know actually taking time off work to go there you know to the entry fee to get in and it's like yeah all of these things become barriers to actually being able yeah. to go and take inspiration from other um other sources that for people who who don't necessarily have to worry about that it's yeah. not even a thought you know it's not even a kind of uh, oh that's that's actually already a barrier to entry yeah. like so yeah that the, that's an interesting instagram to follow you know mm -hmm. for everybody i think you know whether you come from a working class background or not because it's yeah. it's quite eye-opening um and can make you definitely think about about stuff so um yeah that's one i would recommend um as well but yes yeah, so um Tishmouth, i think that's going to be on at fact in liverpool actually mm. uh, i saw that the mersey meetup um uh, photo walk crew were uh, we're discussing going to watch it uh, together which is lovely um so yeah if uh, anybody's around and able to get to it you recommend obviously yeah and it's i think there's a q a with the liverpool one um so that would be really good um that's on wednesday the is it next uh, week yeah 13th I think Wednesday the 13th um so that'd be really good so I'm, I'm hoping um that I can get to see it somewhere um so I'll look forward to that because like I say that I think her work is is really great and I'm interested in her as well uh, I look forward to see that um anything else you've been up to Claire in terms of your project any other well, bits and pieces uh no I think just waiting now uh waiting for it to get out and um do you know orchestrate them do my prints as I've said mm -hmm. for my anchor room and then of course we were busy weren't we with the um the Holger week yes that's right weren't we? and we um we selected a winner so um it was by Richard Monroe and the portrait we selected was um Jerry um and you can get you can where can where can people see it Rachel do you know let's, is that on Holger week Instagram yeah um, that would be the best place to go and check out everything related to the Holger week and yeah we chose we were um tasked with choosing a winner uh, and a also you know commended from the portrait category there's yeah there's tons, of tons of different categories uh and it's always a pleasure to see these amazing images and it so, was tough wasn't it it was tough because yeah. 
there's loads of stuff that you think oh I really like this one I really <laughs> like that one it's, it's really really tough and there was another one that we I wanted to give a shout out to wasn't there yeah. by Timothy Hathaway um a really kind of really quite striking portrait and that was um Kate Fuck Cancer so um have a look at that one yeah. as well you can um, see both of those and the other winners uh, as well. On, yeah. yeah, go to the Holger Week on Instagram yeah. and uh, you'll be able to find them there. So uh, that's always, like I say, always a pleasure to get to do that. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And, and what about you, Rachel? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy old time for me at Little Vintage Photography Towers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm working on pretty much mostly um below um four hours sleep a day sometimes below three hours sleep which is very very tough um as you may as you may imagine at the moment so we're going through a bit of a, a challenging time with the toddler uh and still have a full-time job <laughs> so uh -oh. there's been a lot going on and uh, not enough sleep to go around but mm. Today, I feel like I'm dressed as Santa's helper. I am almost a Christmas elf here. I have my uh, my my dungarees on and my uh, and my festive jumper actually, and also you know a uh, uh, a big fluffy kind of like scarf round because I live in a, a Victorian house from 1900. <laughs> and Rachel, not... Rachel is looking very cute and very cozy. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's really sweet of you to say, Claire. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I feel like Santa's helper, although I have done nothing to do with Christmas at all yet. That's not even on my my radar at, at the moment. Um, however, uh, it's been a really lovely uh, couple of weeks work-wise because I've had lots of darkroom members in uh, at, the, at my darkroom. So that's always a pleasure to see what people are, are creating and how they're kind of like progressing as well when they come back Um to to print and seeing what they bring along each time has been really nice been doing obviously some workshops and things like that as well as always and one of the highlights of course um was getting to do the uh the podcast the special episode around the phoenix launch oh, yeah. from Hammond. and yeah. i did that with um i got to chat to our wonderful producer graham uh, as well as matt and michelle um, we got to have a chat about this amazing new mm. film, color film. What a, a significant um, kind of development, if you like, excuse the pun, for the industry, for the community <laughs> as a whole. And we absolutely love the shots that Graham yeah. got from the oh. test role. So um, we're really looking forward to, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting to shoot some of that ourselves yeah. we're you know we've we've got our hands on a few we've, we've bought some rolls of film haven't we claire so yes. we're looking forward to those arriving I'm, and getting out and shooting yeah i'm really excited for that actually in fact that will happen shortly yeah. because when graham um showed us what he'd produced um and, and particularly that and that rose shot and oh, i love it yeah. i i already think i'm gonna love this film um <laughs> I, I i already think that you know it's going to suit me very well so i'm, I'm yeah. actually really excited to get out there and and use it so yeah. actually i haven't shot any color really for quite a while um i shot some for maternity shoot, shoot for mm. um, for steph which is on my website so if anybody's wants to have a little look at that um you can see that uh on there It'll be really good to see something that's an experimental and especially with those reds and things that are yeah. coming through. I, I really love that. I think that'd be, uh, yeah. So something I'm very excited to try out when I get, snap. when I get the time. Uh, yeah, snap. Um, so, so that's been happening. And then I've also got tomorrow, we're doing an open studios at the, um, at 
the studio where I uh, have my dark room and my studio as a mm -hmm. like festive kind of uh, event celebration just before Christmas. So we're going to open up the bank vault. Uh, we'll have um, <laughs> we'll have us all in the bank vault. Basically, uh, there'll be some mulled wine, there'll be some nibbles. So you know, if anybody's around uh, the Merseyside area or happens to you know uh, be able to get to us. Uh, that's going to be 5 till 7 p.m. tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing people there uh, and doing that. And alongside that, I've been in um, a lot over the last couple of weeks because I've been testing out and trying out the uh, my new camera. So I have a mm. uh, new camera, which is the Instant Box camera. It's an Afghan camera, essentially, that um, is basically hand-built. Um, wow. And it's where it, the idea behind the Afghan camera is that you take the photograph and you also develop it within the box itself. So it's a really cool piece of kit and I'm very excited to have that because I have my large format cameras um, and what have you, but I haven't had this kind of camera before. So that's been a lot of fun. And yeah. on, on Sunday, uh, where I'll be testing it, using it for the first time, mm. uh, creating some Victorian portraits. So this project that I was working on with Wirral Unplugged, with their subscription boxes, they also do like a Christmas event, and they asked me to come along and basically do some uh, some spirit of Christmas um, Victorian portraits. So they'll be looking quite spooky, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, that's uh, kind of what I've been up to. Um, and yeah, we, we were saying, weren't we, this is going to be a, a nice sort of like short recap. And then suddenly <laughs> we're going over all these things that we've been up to. There was something else actually that um, Graham mentioned uh, mm. for us to talk about. I don't know if you can see that as well, Claire, the link to the Instagram post. So um, Justin uh, Quinnell from the Real, Fa uh, Real Photography Company, uh, they've basically posted to say that they're recruiting and they're looking for people to join their team. So they want new directors for the real photography company in um, community interest companies. That's a CIC. Mm. And there's a way of going and doing like a, a meet and a meet and greet and find out more uh, at beginning of January. So it's on the 9th of Jan um at St Paul's Dark Rooms, which is in Bristol, I believe. So if anybody's interested in the real photography company and or getting in touch with people and involved in perhaps like more alternative photography uh, processes and things like that and experimental uh, stuff or is just generally around the Bristol area that might be something worth doing so that's at the beginning of jam mm. we can put a link on there as well so uh yeah exciting stuff that's been going on excellent we did think didn't we for this week so most of what we're going to be talking about is looking at the mailbag uh, yeah emails catch up. yeah we need to catch up it's been a, it's been mm. a while since we've read out some emails uh, so just before we start uh, the place to get in touch with us is sunny16podcast at gmail.com we absolutely love to hear from you all uh, to find out what you're up to to um, hear about your adventures yeah. and we want to make sure that we're having a, a kind of two-way conversation as much as you can when it's mm. a podcast obviously so and also a quick shout out or a reminder that it is the cheap shot challenge is on <laughs> uh, and it, the theme is to remind people it's literature isn't it and so we were doing the deadline to the new year Absolutely. yeah yes so get them coming in as well yeah Absolutely. so the idea with the cheap shots challenge yeah Claire, it's uh taking your cheapest or like most inexpensive camera shall we say that you can and using that same camera through the different themes yeah. the current theme as you say is literature and we would love to see your two favorite shots from your cheapest most um uh you know sort of 
valuable invaluable camera shall we say and yeah. what you create with that and who knows there may be some people shooting on the new phoenix film as well which would be lovely to see to i see was created with that yeah yeah definitely so shall i go first rachel shall yeah. i read out our first email of the I of dive the... into the mailbag Claire. okay i'll dive in so this is from uh don goodman wilson um and he says hello i'm don the creator of a new app for analog photographers called Crown and Flint. Yeah. Um, Crown and Flint Crown and Flint is a film management tool that not, not only helps you track your film collection, but has an easy to use light meter that collects metadata on each shot. The equipment used, the camera settings, the film stock, time and location, and a reference photo all with one touch. We just launched earlier this week, so this is quite a, maybe a bit while back, and I wonder if you think this launch would be interesting for your listeners. Um, they have a full press release, um, and you can see it on crownandflint.goodman, uh, wilson.com press. Can we put um, the link in the, show, in the show notes? Oh yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> that might that be might easier be than <laughs> reading it out. So, so yeah. And he says, with thanks, Don Goodman Wilson, who is the creator of Crown and Flint. <laughs> um, I believe there is another um, uh, film, new film app as well for analog photographers. I, I cannot think of the name off the top of my head, uh, but I heard about it recently and it uh, it was actually at the Analog Spotlight as well. So okay. it's very interesting to see that we've got these new apps being created uh, to basically assist and to help um, analog photographers because they all have their own uh, unique way of doing things. And it's about finding the system that works best for you, isn't it? And I yeah. just think, isn't that, isn't that great to know that people are spending time and energy and effort in actually putting together these apps now yeah. for for us to use so yeah. fantastic to hear from Don and uh, yeah really really interesting to know about Crown and Flint and check them out on Instagram uh, they are crown underscore and underscore Flint so uh, that'll be great and we'll put that link in the show notes I think Claire yeah, we will. <laughs> awesome um next next one's from george griffin and he says uh hi sunnies enjoyed the first new podcast with claire and rachel thanks very much uh you're asking for ideas for future episodes and i have a couple mm -hmm. that may interest you so we all know that claire does a lot of exhibitions but i don't think we've ever heard how she started doing this and how she goes about finding exhibitions okay. to enter mm -hmm. it'd be really interesting to hear this Second, within the community, there are quite a few people who make and collect photo zines. I know that Aid has talked in the past about zines, but maybe a roundtable uh, with some of the zine makers about why and how they make them. I think that's a really nice idea. So that's something maybe we can look at for a future show. Yeah. And, uh, they just go on to say, lastly, there's, there was talk about some of the photography exhibitions that are on at the present. So I thought I'd send you a list of some others that are on in London. We can go over that in a moment, but I'd love to start with that first question, Claire. Um, mm. I think in the past I've probably asked you about it, but it would be lovely to kind of recap and find out again a little bit more about how you started doing it, how you go about finding the exhibitions and entering them as well. Okay. Um, the first, I think, gosh, the first couple I think that I was in, um, I don't know how it came about. I think there was, a, I must have been, a, it must have been a call out. I think there must have been a call out because um, there was like uh, two analogue uh, photo festivals in London 
Um, and would I'm this a... have been on like Instagram or something, or would it have no, been a newsletter? I, what kind I of? Okay. I can't remember where I saw it because I wasn't on Instagram then. This is like going right mm -hmm. back. So I must have been just on the internet or something on the internet, but not on Instagram. I must have come across cross it, and it was a time as well um, that I would, you know. Was, was was searching for things and I was looking at the um Taylor Westing prize and such and such and I saw this it must have been an open call it's quite a long time well it's going back and that was the first couple I was in then um so I must have entered those then with the Polaroid work um I was contacted uh, the a curator contacted me because he'd seen my work in my work was he was curating a magazine and I think I responded to an open call and he chose a couple of my Polaroids to go in this magazine which was nice and then he messaged me a bit of a time later to say that he was curating you know he was doing the Paris photo you know a show for over that weekend um, of Polaroid um, and did I want to be in it you know mm -hmm. And at first, it's funny because at first, I remember exactly where I was. I was in London <laughs> and I was in the um, Hayward Gallery and I'd just come out of a Diane Arbus exhibition. Oh, wow. So I was having like, yeah, and it was the week, and it was this, at the time, it was that wonderful exhibition as well. I, I go on about um, the alternative guide to the universe. But I was, I'd been to see a Diane Arbus exhibition and I got this message. And I wasn't sure if it, it was one of those. I wasn't sure if it was genuine. You know, when you're not sure if 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 it's a genuine message or if it's like a spam message, but it was. So so that that Paris one, um, I was like invited to be part of that, um, and then I was invited to be in a couple more on the Polaroid side, um, and then you'd seen your work at other yeah, open call exhibitions and things yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and in 2019, in fact, I had what I would say was quite a good art year. Um, I was very lucky because I, I got invited to do quite a lot of things, you know, um, so that was nice. But then then I've had um, my, I've had a couple of solo exhibitions, but I had to, I approached the galleries, mm -hmm. literally, and I suppose they consider you, don't they? So mm -hmm. a lot of it is like you putting together your kind of, um, your proposal, if you like, mm -hmm. of what your idea is for an exhibition, your proposal, what your work is about, and sending it off to galleries that you think um, might fit your work or might be interested. So That's a lot of it's like point, thing with a lot of open calls, just mm -hmm. apply, and, and it's kind of you just have to, you know, a lot you don't hear back from, a lot you just get told no. And, and then some you, you 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 get in you know um so so it's so it's doing that being active i think being active about um thinking actually I, i've got a body of work that i think i'd love to ex exhibit um or if you haven't got a body of work i suppose and you wanted to exhibit thinking okay what could is there is there something i want to work on and then if you can if you can visualize how it would look you know put your proposal together and, and then get your get your 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 your, your proposal off to a gallery like I really like you're in Liverpool Rachel I really love open eye, eye gallery yeah, yeah we're very lucky very fortunate yeah. and I've looked at that one but I, I remember I think it's um you, you the, a lot of work has to be connected with Liverpool they've got quite a mm -hmm. Liverpool some yeah. of the criteria is is connecting um is connected to actual Liverpool so I suppose it's looking through the galleries and 
how you how how you can I think that's a proposal out out there yeah. I mean I imagine that you know I mean some galleries as well um they don't you know they will invite you won't they they will invite not you you know they will invite the artists they don't do what you call it local uh, call <laughs> and solicited stuff you know they will they select some I suppose all galleries work different ways mm -hmm. and of course there's been a rise hasn't there of galleries as well um because there's always debate about this of um who if you pay you can exhibit you know you could hire a gallery for a weekend and put your work on and mm. there's always a debate about that is that ethical is that right you know there's pros and cons isn't there but i would say it's all about being proactive i think yeah but also having to kind of emotionally toughen yourself up i suppose because I think the worst, you know, quite often it's getting no response, not even getting a, if you get a, a, an email to say, you know, a generic email, at least that's something if you haven't got in. But quite often um, you can get really excited about your work. Or it, it's And it's a bit like, in, it's a bit like social media culture, isn't it? You can put stuff up mm -hmm. and we live in a world of, oh, you know, if you don't get, haven't got many followers or you don't have many likes, what does that mean? But you just have to keep going, don't you? Mm -hmm. um, I've I come you made I mean, an important point about it mm -hmm. fitting within the um, the style of or what the gallery yeah. or the venue or the curators might be looking for. Yeah. Because I suppose that's that's a way of narrowing down the amount of rejection, isn't it? Yeah. Is if you do some research beforehand to yeah. make sure that what you are creating or if you want it to be in a specific gallery, look at the sorts of things that they have experienced yeah and they, and exhibited in the past um not to say it's about copying that but it's about getting an idea of is this the right kind of fit as you said you know like is this the right look for what they might be after or subject matter or idea of like a theme or something yeah um, then that's that's you know something quite important i would say rather than just sending it out wherever um you know it is a numbers game i think you also have mentioned that you yeah know. i think so sometimes it is and i think sometimes you do just get mm. incredibly lucky don't you people get really lucky and i think you need to get you recognize that as well and think actually i've just got really lucky um so it's for me it's been a combination of yeah <laughs> just trying and some uh, some invites like i i mm. was part of a group show in um belgium earlier this year in may well, I was invited to be in that, you know, they, they contacted me and said, would I like to be in part of it? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of both. Mm. Um, but it's like that with everything. If you're if you try and get your work into any publications, you have yeah. to try. But, but more often than not, you just don't hear anything. And I, really I think it's hard, it's, it? Yeah, it can be. And I think we think we mentioned this last time we met um, on the last episode, last episode, sorry, it's um, I think depending where you are, this is, although maybe I can only speak for myself, I think depending where you are emotionally is how you take it. But mm. I think you have to just kind of, I always think you've just got to keep, just got to keep going. You've got to just keep going and not give up. And if no one ever sees your work, if you really, you know, you've just got to keep going, got to keep going. And um, I mean, we were just talking about this Tish. How could she, or that her work is amazing. I mean, she's, mm. She's made it, yeah, obviously she's well known and she's made a name for herself, but, you know, it's incredible that she couldn't make, you know, a, a living out of her, her work, you know, and, yeah, um, 
I think I think very few. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not accurate here, but I think very few um, people. I think can make uh, a, a good. A, a, you know, very few. I think are able to make a good living. Maybe from from mm. from art without having maybe uh, you know a job, a second job, or um, mm. even if it's a job within the the, the creative industries. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. maybe I, I, so, but I think it's about being yeah, proactive, um, applying and then hoping for the best, but keeping going. And um, if you don't hear, don't give up. Just you, know. you tend to get in touch with um, places where when you have um, submitted your work, presumably paid entry fees, because that's a whole other thing, you know, when there's lots of entry fees to be considered, isn't there? Uh, do you tend to get in touch with them and ask for feedback? Or is it kind of like different depending on the, you know, the circumstances? You mean if I don't hear? Yeah, if you don't hear. Oh. Um, and if no, you don't, if I, you a lot of the time if I don't hear, no, I, 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 I just, I won't, I won't, I won't go asking because I just work off. Some people would, I'm, I, I, I'm sure I don't, I just feel that maybe these people are really busy and I, you know they've made their choice but it doesn't mean but you know if i really thought i really like would love to love to be in this gallery i'd probably maybe try again with a different body of work or a mm. different idea or something um so in which case I guess a conversation might be good yeah, to find yeah what they're looking for. something like that yeah i don't think there's anything mm. wrong at all um i'm making those connections isn't it you know so as a starting point uh to mm. kind of go back to George's question about how do you how do you hear about it basically um, how do I hear? it was it was kind of googling for you know open calls googling it was, yeah, yeah, yeah googling stuff in different words uh, yeah. different words in the search seeing what comes up um, and you'll see there's lots of I mean there's lo there's lots of open calls for like mm -hmm. online exhibitions online um, exhibitions competitions um online galleries some galleries that are online galleries aren't they and then the sort of the the bricks and mortar galleries <laughs> uh the, the the print you know mag magazines there's loads of stuff once you start googling and sometimes as well if you want to get re and if you want to get really organized you can really like start writing down all the the deadlines because that's one thing i've noticed i'm i'm really gone terrible anyway that if i don't write things down i forget so i'm i'm a kind of <laughs> I'm old school as well, apart from my phone and all the, all, the, all the rest of the stuff. I really like an old fashioned diary where you can write in. And I've got, I'm a, a kind of post it's all over the place person. Uh -huh. Because if I don't, I'll forget. Yeah. Like, I might see, oh, there's a deadline for such and such, an open call or whatever next week. Now, if I don't write, you know, like, like uh, you know, whatever. Friday the 15th of December is the deadline for the open call. I'll, I, I would probably, I might forget. You see, that's the danger. Yeah. And then oh my god I forgot about that open call and you go online you check and it's gone by even just yeah. two so yeah just like also, having a google having a having a look through what you can find what comes up um having if you if you really like a gallery as well and you can go there um people have different approaches you know go there have a look at it so that you can get the feel of it if you uh, you know and, and um you know like you say you can make contact um I think that's the thing. I'm, I'm i'm definitely a kind of like go in and have a chat to people kind yeah of, or you know search on their website and find out who are the team who are the curatorial team and you know yeah. what then what are their names i don't mean in like a, a weird creepy way but just no, so no. You've got 
got a sense of like who are these people and, and see what their Instagram feeds like you know see what kind of things interest them as well mm. so that you can try and um, match up some of what you're doing maybe with with what's going on uh, at the gallery or with that team yeah. or what have you as well so there's, there's things you've, got to, you've mm. got to be proactive though I think yeah even though because even though the odd person you know might see your work or invite you that's probably come about from being proactive anyway in the beginning mm -hmm. so I think you have to be proactive the other thing as well to bear in mind is that um you know most galleries if even if they're going to give you an exit if you even if they say yeah great we, we like your work we'd like to offer you a space uh, you know a lot of galleries are full for two years yeah yeah long so, in time yeah so you you know what are we now coming to the end of 2023 you might be offered like the end of 25 or, or 26 yeah. just bearing that in mind as well isn't there so yeah the other thing to consider is it doesn't always have to be a gallery space I guess right so no, it no. doesn't have to be a traditional gallery space go in and, and speak to you know um place venues people where people are so that they're seeing your work you know cafes yeah. and and coffee shops and you know libraries um other kind of like public spaces there's lots of other mm. stuff you can think about if you set your mind to it you can kind of go right where else are there lots of people who might be going past you know get in touch with your local shopping center there you know this kind of thing yeah. sometimes they have um you know put art on our walls or play play the communal pianos or that kind of stuff um you know there's there's always that kind of thing around as well that you, it just takes a little bit more creative thought to to find them yeah but absolutely why why not go and speak to your local favorite coffee shop and see if you can put some stuff up it's been happening more hasn't it recently where people have been taking over old shops yeah that exactly. are no longer in use and, and mm -hmm. turn the sort of like pop gal galleries or permanent galleries but they're in like like you say, in in shopping centres or malls or, or or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking. Did we answer the question? I'm just thinking. I think we answered the question. Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're good. Um. So it was asking about you getting it, how you got into exhibiting and how did you yeah. enter? Um. And George was just saying that they'd be interested to hear about that. So if there's anything that we feel that hasn't been covered, you could just obviously <laughs> let us know. Um they also george also uh, asked about the um photo zines as a i think that would be like a future topic for us to talk about yeah uh, getting yeah. in um a kind of like round table of zine makers mm -hmm. to find out a bit more about that the last point that they were uh, mentioning was about the exhibitions that are currently on so uh, i think actually looking at time and things maybe we'll add those to the show notes so that everybody gets to um see them because they've okay. got a lovely long list of uh, different ones that are on at the moment there's things at the photographer's gallery at the vna museum the photography center which yeah. I'm, i absolutely i'm so excited to go and see at some point like i'm, yeah. I'm down to go and, and visit there because i haven't been yet mm -hmm. um the center for british photography um at the royal institute of british architecture that's an interesting one as well so you know lots of uh really cool and diverse um exhibitions happening as well so i think maybe if we pop those in the show notes so people yeah. can see see the uh, dates as well that'd be the best idea with that one um do you want to take the next one the next email claire thank you so much george oh. for writing in much appreciated <laughs> yeah definitely and and do write again <laughs> um this is from richard richard hall so um hi rachel and claire congrats congrats on the regime change in sunny tower <laughs> 
<laughs> the podcast goes from strength to strength. Early this year, a small group put together a zine using photos shot on our banana chromatic black mm -hmm. and Whitmore as a tribute to John under the title Lucid. Um, as a subscriber to John's zines, I knew that was a collaborative zine that he'd intended to make himself. Um, it was a modest success raising £200 for the Asthma and Lung Foundation. Um, oh, it's just reminding me um, about John, actually, and, and his zines. Yeah, he was mm -hmm. a big yeah, uh, a conversation at the analog uh, spotlight convinced me that it was time to have a second go. So I'm floating the idea now to see whether anyone else might want to join in. The theme will be ambiguous. I've messaged Anne Marie, um, which is yeah, John's uh, partner. Yeah, John's, but yeah, and she intends to choose something from John's archives to archive to include. She's given us permission to use John's choosing and losing series title so if this one is a success perhaps it can be an annual thing um banana chromatic film has long since sold out so this time we're going to limit ourselves to agent shadow i'd hope to publish in february next year so february 2024 mm -hmm. um so the deadline for pictures um and words if any will be around mid-january the zine will be a5 landscape um and he says any surplus over printing and distribution costs will once again go to the asthma and lung foundation so it's for a, a good cause as well i hope we might improve on what we raised with lucid um i've done a form that can be used to express an interest in joining the project project and he's um the link oh he's given a link um which we'll put in the show notes <laughs> we'll put in the show notes again yeah um and he says it can be found on Twitter, um, Instagram, Blue Sky accounts. Gosh, um, lots and lots of different accounts where Richard is. So I'm excited to be doing this again. If you're able to mention it on the podcast, he'd be grateful where we have Richard. So thank you. I think it sounds a good idea to you, Rach. I oh. do. Absolutely. I have a copy a good of Lucid. Co yeah, I have a copy of Lucid. It's a fantastic uh, zine. Um, it was so thought-provoking and touching and um yeah just a really beautiful tribute to john i know he would have been absolutely like yeah. thrilled about that um i treasure it it's in my studio um and it's literally like on the top of the pile so i flick through it quite often actually um Jeez. i'm thrilled to hear that you know you're going to be doing a second a second go at this i'm sure that you know you will um improve upon this is always the hope isn't it from uh, from what you've done uh, previously but thanks so much to richard and to everybody else who took part and it would be lovely uh, to put that out to uh, the rest of our listeners anybody yeah. who'd like to get in touch um get in touch with richard you can get him at richard hall um on uh, instagram and twitter and like claire said we'll put the um, link in the show notes for everybody for the form if you want to express your interest in joining that uh okay i think the next one's me claire so yeah. i will uh take over here whilst you go and get a, a, a glass of water if you need to <laughs> i know i've got a hickey cough <laughs> uh, so this one is from our wonderful um former co-host i suppose uh i i don't i never like saying ex ex co-host because that feels really like really final uh our former co-host christian straff and uh christian has written in to say embrace the dullness which is a wonderful subtitle thank you christian uh, it says dear claire and rachel thanks for the great episode 332 i was very excited about your dull gray sky discussion because i used to think the same way as claire does 
What on earth is there to photograph when the sky is dull and grey? I thought so until the obvious occurred to me. Embrace it. Nature is dull. In dull or even bad weather can be an amazing subject to photograph. I can imagine that this is even more true for a spectacular location such as Anglesey. <laughs> um, I live in the Hearts Mountains and we have our fair share of bad weather. It took me a while to realise that exactly this roughness and unfriendliness is something that makes up part of the character of the area. We feel uncomfortable in dull or bad weather, but exactly this can be an amazing thing to document. I'd go as far as not even choosing black and white film for the occasion, which was obviously my suggestion, um, mm. but instead use colour film on purpose because despite the monochromatic appearance of winter weather conditions, there's always a spark of colour left, which is exactly what makes images work in bad weather. Especially, I would say, perhaps if we refer again to like Phoenix, like the idea of picking yeah. up, you know, um, just something really bright red or something maybe you could even manufacture that into the setup yeah, in, yeah. within your landscape i really like that idea shooting in bad weather was a bit of a learning curve for me it starts with what to wear and how to keep my lens and camera dry very important points yeah <laughs> i found that the clothes thing was almost the easiest because what works for bad weather outings usually works for photo shoots too the only exception is the choice of gloves it's funny you should mention this and i haven't read the rest of the email yet but um one of my uh, darkroom members was in on Tuesday and she borrowed a couple of my cameras to try out because she, yeah. she had a chance. And I was like, I have three pairs, spare pairs of like fingerless gloves that are like thin shell at once just for that occasion because people don't always have it if they're not used to going out and shooting. Yeah. Um, anyway, some people like photographers' gloves with removable fingertip covers. I prefer tactile gloves, which I don't have to take off. If you don't have a weather seal camera, I found that a big golf umbrella works really well if there's not too much wind. An easy way to fasten it uh, to a backpack is to get a cheap belt holster um, for a decel torch online, which you can use to put the grip of the umbrella in and some Velcro tape to attach it to the upper strap of the backpack. I love this um, hack uh, hacks idea. <laughs> Fab. This way you can work hands-free and you can shoot in heavy rain without endangering your gear. Or you could get one of those um, umbrellas that sits on your head, maybe. But that's another point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends on how stylish you want to be, yeah. by which I mean, obviously, that's the most stylish option. Uh, I really like that idea of being hands-free, but with an umbrella, though, I think that's great. Um, okay, I'm just going to see if I'm... I'm, I'm prejudiced to God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also says using lens hoods is a very good idea as well it'll help it'll keep uh you for, uh, sorry it will help keep your front lens dry okay when shooting mm. in the cold condensation can be annoying the thing is you'll only get condensation if your body heat interferes with the camera in some way if it doesn't there's hardly any condensation because they will be the same temperature as the surroundings i found that it occurs if you carry your camera with the camera strap and the viewfinder is close to your body especially if you're hiking um avoiding this is easy just cover the viewfinder when not using it with a piece of tape or simply keep it away from your body work with the lens cap is a good thing when carrying the camera between taking photos if you tend to stick the lens cap into a pocket during take of it um sorry during taking a photo just make sure it's inside points away from your body otherwise your body will heat up and transfer that um once you put it onto the lens so the difference in temperature is what can create that conversation basically mm -hmm. and avoiding the rain on the front of my lens is the top priority so i always carry a microfiber dishcloth with me in case i need to wipe off any droplets which i think is a very sensible idea yeah all these lovely little tips and ideas christian are very very helpful 
Um, he also says, I 100% avoid changing lenses unless I'm absolutely sure I can do it without getting moisture on the rear lens elements or into the camera body. Very, again, very, very sensible. In short, embrace the weather and grow as a photographer by accepting the challenge of shooting in it. And uh, his lovely wife, Tina, has asked to send her love and greetings too, to us, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. So virtual hugs from Christian. Thank you so much um, for writing in. It's been an absolute um, pleasure yeah. to hear from you again, Christian. And uh, yeah, loads of really good um, yeah, little tips and advice and ideas for shooting outdoors. What do you think, Claire? Is it going to help? Some of it. I mean, I, when I heard golf, I'm like, I <laughs> I felt because I no offense to any um our listeners that might be uh, golfers <laughs> but oh god I find golf um <laughs> it's one of those things I just I don't understand the appeal of golf um so a golf umbrella I don't know if I'd have a golf umbrella I think I'd, we I'd probably get a big umbrella a, a, a different yeah, umbrella yeah yeah um I do carry those cloths though actually yeah. all the time I'm sure we all do do you know, I think yeah. maybe maybe there's a Kickstarter in that, the photographer's um, umbrella or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Who, I'm sure somebody's yeah. already made it. They must have done, yeah. right? And would you believe, gosh, we are already at an hour, even though we would, uh, say we would keep it a short show. So yeah, I, um, I don't know. Is um, do, Were there any final thoughts? Is there anything that's come to you whilst we've been talking? It has. And it just rem it was reminded me, and I was just got his profile up now, of um he's a previous uh sunny 16 guest we've had on mm -hmm. anderson Sorry. And andrew sanderson yeah as the hand colorist yeah and the, the he, he makes amazing black and white prints mm. now i i don't know if he i don't think he i don't know if he shoots i don't think he shoots in bad weather or maybe but he shoots a lot at night in different times but he shoots in moody weather mm -hmm. and i was just looking at his work his, his he his his skies and everything and his he create he just captures atmosphere mm -hmm. um his his prints are dripping in atmosphere maybe maybe we need to bring him back back on i don't know yeah absolutely At a conversation point. there i'm sure <laughs> yeah. would, be, uh, would be welcome well, that'd be, that'd be um, he, he um, might be able to help us out yeah fantastic thank you so much claire and and thanks to everybody who has written in to our listeners yeah um, if you've got uh, some thoughts on what we've talked about in the show if there's any um, gaps or any other information you'd like then just write in again it's sunny16podcast at gmail.com um, you can find me on instagram as at little vintage photography also on uh, twitter as vintage photoco and um, yeah that's those are the two main places to find me um, obviously we've got sunny16 podcast as well on instagram and uh on twitter and on discord so our discord channel as well you can find us there mm. for the for the longer kind of conversations and things um which is, is great and it's nice to have a uh, a presence on all of those again so send us messages mm. tag us in photos um keep sharing and keep emailing in it'd be lovely to hear more from you claire where can people find you on the internet i'm mostly on um instagram and twitter although i've just started i've just setting up a blue sky account actually as well oh, um I, I, I name, yeah no, no no surprises with me um i'm afraid you won't find me on discord because <laughs> um it i just found it re i find discord really baffling if i'm honest That's i set okay. up the account and it's like the good I don't thing know, is we've got we've got 
going on and I didn't know whether and then there was getting all these messages and I was like are these spam people what is it I just <laughs> I found it too baffling <laughs> don't worry Claire don't worry listeners we've got it covered okay I'm on <laughs> discord and so yeah. is Graham so um we have our, uh, yeah we have our lovely former uh co-host yeah. as well so yeah. Aidan and Christian are also on that maybe I need to give it a bit more time and patience but um See how you get for now for now I won't be there <laughs> but um but big thank you as well to our coffee donors yeah absolutely as, well. as, um, as always yeah, yeah huge thanks to, to yeah totally totally and um yeah just uh, another quick reminder at the end that uh we have the cheap shots challenge ongoing so get out there with your rolls of film and your uh cheaper cameras and shoot some lovely fun stuff and yeah have fun shoot film and be nice guys <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We look forward to uh speaking to you again next time yeah bye bye, bye.